Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good evening and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle podcast. After the dust settles on Rutgers and homecoming weekend, I'm Sammy Jacobs. Along with me is Alex Compton. Uh, We're here not only to break down the game, uh, which I know people are super tuned into, Alex. That's why they tuned into us, is to break down that uh, 31-14 loss to Rutgers. Uh, but we'll also talk about um, fan reactions, apathy setting in, the future of the program, what we think needs to happen, um, and, and things like that. Now, uh, you know, we're, we're not – I'm still not putting Tom Allen on the hot seat just because of the buyout, but I will, it's over. Um, For, for all intents and purposes, it's, it's over. Uh, Yesterday's yesterday's 34, 14 loss to Rutgers is the nail in the coffin. You had so many errors on special teams, on offense. Uh, The press conference was brutal. Um, Everything, uh, you know, you, it just that that was it. Um, you know, I, the second IU football game I ever went to was Jared Denardo's last game. My dad walking out of the stadium turned to me and goes, "It's over for them." You know, it, it just that's the feeling you got walking out of Memorial Stadium yesterday was it, it's got to be over, and whether or not they pay the buyout. Um, you cannot have a zombie football team in 2024. Um, It's the schedule's already going to be hard enough. You can't go through. um, Heck, you might not even get 10,000 fans unless, uh, you know, Ohio State comes in or uh, Michigan or or whatever visiting team brings most of the fans. Uh, This fan base is done, but let's, let's touch on the game for, for a few minutes, you know, Indiana started well. They 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 got touchdown on on the first drive. Um, you know, a, a broken play that they uh, Brandon Soresby finds Omar Cooper. Soresby's named the starter. Um, going for into now. the game for now, yeah, for, for now, which was weird because on Monday he said he, he was the guy for the rest of the season, and then post game he said no, 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 it was for the rest of the game. Um, it, it's just, it's become such a, a clown show in, in, in Bloomington for football right now. It, it's not even, it's not even fun. You have, you have people and I'll let you talk. It's embarrassing. About it's embarrassing. Yeah. Cause you're, you're one of these people. You have people on social media who are diehard IU football fans. will sit through the rain, wind, snow, sleep, sat through terrible games for decades who are done they are done it's all like they're they're they left early they don't leave early um it's just it's hit that point and I'll, I'll let you talk about your experiences you're one of those diehard fans who's here every single week 
living and dying unless you're at a wedding, um, you know, on, on every snap. So as, as, as the IU fan, Alex Compton and not the Hoosier huddle writer, uh, where's your head at? Like this is the first time I, I think I told you guys, but in my, this will be my ninth season, like following Indiana football very hard. This is the first time that I have like, I'm like done. Like I don't have any energy left. I, I can't defend him anymore. I can't look for the positive. I can't, I just can't, it's embarrassing. And it's to the point where like, I don't want to say I watch the team or I like the team because then everybody goes, well, why? Like, what are you doing? What are you like? It's, I just, I drove down to Indianapolis for the, the Louisville game. I'm probably going to the Wisconsin game in a few weeks. I did the Foster Farms Bowl. I did the Pinstripe Bowl. I ruined my phone in the Georgia Southern game and the Monsoon. I've gotten to one game at least every year since I graduated. I did not miss a game while I was on campus. I've done road games at Maryland and Rutgers and Purdue and Illinois. <laughs> I can't, I just, it's embarrassing and it's a, a total lack of failure. And I think we talked about it early in the season, but you're at the point now where no one is angry. People are just apathetic. And that's the one thing Indiana football cannot afford with how thin the margins are and how stacked the odds are against the program. You now have the core of your fan base, the, the, the ride or dies, the diehards that, make other people come to games and make other people tweet and make other people talk about Indiana football, those people now are, are done and they don't care. And again, I always say it's really hard in college football and football in general to not be overreact and go week to week because football and football fan bases love to just every week is a fire everybody or extend everybody kind of situation. But we're two and 20 in our last 22 big 10 games. We got clowned <clears throat> by Rutgers for the second time in three years. They completed five passes, five passes in a Big Ten football game and stomped you, just kicked your teeth in, and no one cared. No one had any energy on the team. Andre Carter did his, like, run on the ground stomp move when we were down, like, 20 at the end of the game. That kind of bugged me. Kobe Miner did that at the end of the game. That kind of bugged me. Where is all of that when you need the energy and you need the juice? And I'm sure it's hard for the defense when you know the offense has four plays and then after they run the first four plays on the first drive, they can't score, but just irritating. It's just, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know what to do. And above my desk, I have, uh, when I was in school, I had uh, a gift when I graduated, but it's a picture of Tom and I think it's like second season, but like high-fiving the student section and it says Alex to the biggest IU fan on campus, Tom Allen, go IU. And now that just makes me sad. Like I want to take it down. I'm not going to, but like that was like one of my favorite things. Cause I was like the athletic department and Tom like took the time to do that for like, I, <laughs> it makes me like, like physically upset and sad now. Like that's how much of a joke the program is and something that's supposed to be fun and enjoyable even if you don't win every game or win the national championship it's just it's irritating and now at least you know 
the next week, turn the page, whatever, keep working. We have five games left, whatever, like Alan said. We're 30-point underdogs again in a conference game next week, and it's just – it's it's embarrassing. And no one cares, and until we hear from anybody, you need to hear – like Scott Dolson, I get he's not a press conference guy. He doesn't make public statements very frequently. You have to. You have to do something. And I think there's a big NIL push coming up in the next couple of days. Oh, don't you remind have me. To, you have to do some. You have to say something. Somebody has to say something or do something. It's just a joke. It's a total so, joke. I'm going to start my NIL push because I'm in charge of the football side of it on this thing. And I, I, I get it. But if you're going to throw things at me, can it please be quarters and pennies and change and dollar bills <laughs> instead of tomatoes and rotten fruit. <clears throat> but no, you're exactly right. It, it's come to the point, and, and I was texting TJ before the show. Um, it reminds me of the line from The Dark Knight. You know, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And had Tom Allen left after the 2020 season, yeah, people might have been mad or whatever, but if he ends up at a Florida State or Auburn or SEC school, wherever Tom Brew said he was going to go, uh, um, you know, he leaves as the conquering hero at IU. He's the first coach to get out of there with a winning record um, and not be fired and, and stuff like that, and, you know, ever. But now, you know, whatever happened, and it, it I, I hope um, maybe after a couple of years he opens up, what happened? Because that's the big question. It wasn't like they went six and two and then five and seven, four and eight, three and nine, two and ten. It was six, four, you know, 14 and seven over two years, and then boom, two and ten. Uh, four and eight, and what's looking like another two and ten, and lucky not to be one and eleven uh, season right now. So, you know, a few deers down the road, see what happened. But the fa- foundation is gone. All the the goodwill he built up in twenty nineteen and twenty twenty is gone. You have former players on Twitter calling him a uh, uh, fraud and stuff like that. You have former managers calling him a fake high school coach fraud, which, look, I'm, I'm done with the high school coach comments. You you could say, what a, like, Tom Allen's not working. It's over. You could say that. But, look, he he coached a major college football before that. Um, but, yeah, Scott Dawson needs to, needs to take questions from the media. And I, I get it. His last press conference was a disaster. But you need a vision for football. Right now, you are wandering the ocean without an engine. And you're starting to take on water, if you haven't already. Um, And people are going for the lifeboats. So he's got to say something. um, Either you, you wish that he would say something now, but I don't see that happening. Uh, maybe not till the end of the year. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, the, the program is pretty set for the final five games. You're not, there's not going to be anything major until after Purdue. Uh, yeah. and, and what that is, is, is anybody's question. And right now, if you're Scott Dolson, your, your question is how, how do we, 
come up with the buyout? Like, what's our strategy here? Um, yeah, you know, and I think that's one part of it. And we talk at length about it every year. And whenever we get in these kind of conversations, yeah, you need to find that money, sure. But then you have to increase the level of investment to what you've been currently spending on the program to make it worth it. Otherwise, it's just the same thing will happen in four seasons. So I, you yeah. have to especially it. Men's basketball, making it to the round of 32 is not going to keep us in the Big Ten. So I hope everybody is going to love watching Indiana play DePaul and Marquette when we move to the Big East because I, I, it just doesn't understand. I don't understand how it doesn't grasp people, what how serious of an issue this is. Yeah, and there might not be a Big Ten, but it's good. you're going to have an upper division and a lower division in college football. And you want to be in that upper division, whatever it's called, the Fox League, the ESPN League. Um, you know, you'll be on the whatever Pac-12 Network League. Um, you know, for for a conference that doesn't exist anymore. Um, but yeah, it's going down that route into, okay, yeah, you might have to pay whatever, and that might be forty-five million dollars for a new staff and to buy out Allen and all those coaches. But how much money are you going to lose sitting there with 10,000 people, if that, at Memorial Stadium with empty seats for a year? While all these <clears throat> all these other programs have to pay to, to fly to the West Coast, to recruit, to, to all that stuff, you have to spend that money in order to make it. And the, the only solution, it's not to <clears> – <throat> You know the the game day atmosphere. If you win, the game day atmosphere will will support itself, and then you could start doing, you know, fun tailgate stuff and things liven up. Um, you know, but in order to do that, you need to hire a staff who's going to win in Power Five football. You're going to have to schedule and spend money on buy games to get to bowl games. You're going to have to um, spend NIL to, to get players and stuff like that, uh, you know, to, to get the quality control uh, assistants who, who do the scouting and, and the, a lot of the legwork and stuff like that. All those things that winning programs do, it costs money. It, it does. And you've seen the investment in the other sports at IU, volleyball, brand new facility the last couple of years. They're starting to win and turn it around. Women's basketball, you got the right coach, Pater, they're winning. You know, men's basketball, say say what you want. Round of 32 is not going to work, but you put in the money to to for NIL. You got some players and stuff like that. Now, you know, you're trending upwards. Um, I, I don't know the records of all the other sports off the top uh, of my head, but um, – it's pretty obvious when you spend money, you're going to win games and, and things like that. So it's, yeah. they had escaped the school for 200 years now. And it's not a coincidence that you're the losingest program in the history of major college football. And, and everyone had... always knows why, like, that's weird. How come that, how come that happens? Well, there's a pretty obvious constant through all the, all the years and all the different eras of football. And Again, shocking to me that people don't understand, but I don't know. It, I don't know what you do at this point. I don't know how you get motivated. 
to play on Saturday. I don't, I don't know how you get any of your players to get ready to play on Saturday. That was kind of what I coined on Saturday. It was kind of like Allen's last stand. Like you had to win that game. So you had to go three and one in your last like four winnable games instead of four and oh, now you have to win your last four games, which is just not going to happen. So no. goes back to the off season. We were talking about all the portal movement, whatever. And I, I do want to talk about the game a little bit, but not bringing in a veteran quarterback was a huge disaster. And that's a total failure on the staff. So you have essentially three freshman quarterbacks and and Dexter, which is, is not an option coming off an injury. So you have three freshman quarterbacks that fails just miserably as we yep. could expect in a, a scheme that constantly changes Rod Carey, who I told you with all my years watching Northern Illinois football, his favorite play in the playbook is a three yard out on third and seven. We saw that about eight times on Saturday. So a zero yard out on fourth and seven. Oh uh, yeah. That's a, that's, that was a new one. That's, that's probably the first read there. So that's what I saw for all those years. He got chased out of NIU after being pretty successful because everyone can tell it was stagnant and not going anywhere. He goes to Temple, gets chased out of there really quickly. And then you got to lock him up because he was a hot commodity. You got to, you got to extend him. You got to sign him to a deal. And again, 800 grand, that's Mickey, that's Mickey Mouse money for a, a big 10 coordinator. That that's a, that's a joke to be your highest paid uh, assistant in school history. Um, and I don't, I, again, I don't care that he played at Indiana. I, I literally, I don't care. I just, I want, I want guys that know what they're doing. I, I, I do not care that he played offensive line at IU. It has no impact on how good of a job he can do at all. Don't care. Yeah. So I, that, that'll be my other thing. And like all the hop words, I think, I, I do think I'm going to write something about kind of how I'm feeling. I, I think I might post an article for the first time in like two years here. Um, I want it to be like a little bit numbers driven as well. Not just like, I hate this, this sucks, which are both true, but you can't go yeah. two and 20 in your last 22 conference games with an average margin of defeat. I think it's right now of like 17 points and expect everyone to give you more time and say, it's okay. And we don't have the money and it'll be fine. And <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand. Uh, yeah, they had 39 passing yards. They had 276 rushing yards, the most they had in a Big Ten game since they joined the league. Yep. They ran the ball 55 times against you because you refused to make in-game adjustments like you have for the past, whatever, seven seasons of Coach Allen. But here's the thing. they It looked like they had them contacted at the line of scrimmage, and this might be more concerning than not putting an extra linebacker in there their yards after contact was that all game. I said that all game to you. Yeah. It, it's every time. It, it's, every time it was hit, it hit at the line gain of four gain of yeah. five gain of seven. You know, that, that speaks to um, not only the strength program, but what kind of effort are you putting in? And we said it yeah. on the, the, the pregame podcast Rutgers is not a super skilled team. I no. mean, they're, they're, they're they not. Ran, I think I, I kid you not. I was messaging some other friends. I honestly think they ran seven plays on offense. Like they didn't run any, anything like zero concepts. They did the quarterback power. They did like those inside traps and read options. And then they're two like seven yard in routes. 
Yeah, they just they just, they they just gash you and and put they play with the effort. Where if IU played with that effort, they they could win seven games and and toughness and and stuff like that. They just wore IU down, and it started on the on Rutgers' first drive. It was I think thirteen plays, seventy five yards. <clears throat> They just grinded the ball down the down the field, and it's as a fan they took the air out of the stadium. Um, they limited possessions, and then you have the the block punt on special teams that just can't happen. I they should have handed, handed it off to him. It would have been easier. He basically caught the snap. Yeah. Well, no, the the guy who blocked the punt didn't catch the ball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it was still on the fly. It was Rutgers yeah, knew exactly what IU was doing. IU tried to check out of it. Rutgers do the check. At that point, just take a timeout. Just take a timeout. Um, it's a first half timeout. You're in a critical point of the game. Obviously, that that was my turning point of the game in the the uh, rapid reaction. And then at the end of the half, I know we disagree on this. Whatever, IU's not going to be aggressive. The one time they got aggressive under Tom Allen at the end of the half was a sack fumble by Connor Basilak against Cincinnati. Um, and I don't think we've seen anything else since. Uh, IU gets a sack against Rutgers, about 40 seconds left. IU takes a timeout. Huge play. Huge play. Him. You, you felt like that was a great stop. Yep. Um, thing. They're at midfield. That Rutgers is done. They're, they're good to go to half. They get the ball. Then you yep. call a timeout. You call a timeout, which is okay, fine. You you're trying to get Jalen Lucas the ball on on punt return, and uh, maybe not, get a chance. I agree, but that's like my thing with where the ball was is you like punting from midfield. It's tough to have a return just with the coverage and hang time. Yeah, and then there was no one even back there around him. There were five Rutgers guys around him, and none of our yeah. so it's any, like, you weren't yeah, even trying many, to set up a return, and you weren't even trying to block it. You just, <laughs> yeah, just poor execution is poor execution all around. Coaches, players, you have an all American returner, and he, he's fumbling punts. Um, and then you have a, a walk on wide receiver for like the third year in a row back there. You know, he misplayed a punt too. You, you're telling me that there's not another wide receiver on this team or a defensive back who could go out there and, and, field of punt. Um, there were some bright spots, though. I, I thought Amari Farrell played well in an emergency situation um, with Noah Pierre going down. He got carted off. I uh, hope he's – that'd be a bad way to end a career. Um, yeah. And then uh, Lou Moore gets thrown out for targeting. Uh, that, just a tough call. I, yeah. It was targeting, but it was that's ju- just a tough. Yeah, because he like had call. to drop down. He dropped the ball, so he had, the receiver had to like lower down to try to. Kiss. So yeah, I, yeah, just the that's just the the letter of the, the law. Rule too. I think they need to look at that. I, the penalty is yeah. fine, whatever. But I mean, but, especially ones like that, you're not trying to. Yeah, trying to hurt anybody. Like I don't know. Yeah, and then you have you know you get a big. Third down stop, Aaron Casey, horse collars, somebody. Um, that's inexcusable. It's a hustle play and a penalty, but it, you can't do that. Just run them out of bounds. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you had them wrapped up. 
there was another dumb penalty in there too. Uh, and then you had you had James Evans was kicking the ball eighty yards in the air, but it doesn't matter. Like that doesn't matter that it bounces into the end zone and you have it at the twenty. Um, you know that's why net punting is such a better stat than average punting yards because they don't take into fact uh, into account those that that's nineteen if you you know between fifteen and nineteen yards of of free hidden yardage that Rutgers gets. Um, just special teams is a total disaster. There's a kickoff late in the game where David Holloman grabs it out of Jalen Lucas's hands on a miscommunication. Um, you lose a blocker in Holloman and, and you're taking the ball out of your all Americans hands. It's just, it's just bad. It's just bad football. Um, yeah. Bad from every three phases and game management are, are bad. Yeah. Everything's bad right now. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. It, it's shocking to me how we've gotten here from how good we felt after the second half in the Louisville game in week three, how we are now here. And it, again, it's just shocking how quickly things seem to have fallen off a cliff with, with coach Allen. And I just, we felt really good coming out of that. Who knows what happens if you score to tie that game where how the season may look, but you can't do that. Yeah, no, it's how how mentally soft is this, is this program that, you know, a, a miss fourth down against a top 25 team is going to wreck your season. You know, you got lucky against Akron. They missed the field goal. And, you know, you, you drop a few passes and you let them back in the game. Um, Maryland, you, you blow a, a coverage on the first, on the first play and you get housed Michigan. You get a big play in the second, in the first, in the second quarter, right before halftime, hands to the face, you implode after that. And then yesterday after the, the muff punt, it, the, the game's over. Like how close to scoring in the second half. No, not even, not even close. No, it's, uh, it's, I came into the season saying that Tom Allen wasn't on the hot seat based on his buyout. I feel much different now. And the question I, I ask um, everybody. And I think that, if you're in the athletic department, you have to ask yourself, is there a way forward with Tom Allen and his head coach? And there's not. There's not. There's not a way forward. I mean, getting to six – would getting to a bowl game be the way forward and stuff? No, it just makes that buyout larger and you get another year tacked on to that, um, to that contract. And, and are you just – delaying the inevitable i i just i you cannot go into this 2024 season with a zombie football team, and that's what they're gonna have and i don't care about oh you gotta play this guy he's gonna go to the transfer portal or the quarter of taven's gonna transfer don't care let them transfer the yeah. team is two and 22 in their last whatever two and 20 in the last 22 yeah. big 10 games like who are you keeping yeah you know just said the same thing last year i was like i like I don't know. Take no, and, and you see outside of, of Michael Penix and A.J. Barner last night for Michigan, who's done anything that's transferred? Nobody. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Charles Campbell. I don't know what he's doing at Tennessee. No idea. But I know they lost to Alabama. Um, 
but nobody's doing anything. So, so, so what? Stop with this. They're yeah. going to transfer. You're going to lose all these players, and you got to. No, you got to do what's best for the program and what's yeah. best for the athletic department. And right now, yeah. there is no way forward with Tom Allen. No, no energy, no nothing. I, I don't know how he's recruiting anybody right now. I'll be honest. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. A um, few other ones on the game, real quick. I thought Holland, Trent Holland, was good. That was good to yep. see him get some real, actual, real burn. Um, again, don't know why it took that long two and a half years yeah to try a bigger body back like we've had success with in the past but good for him he looked pretty comfortable catching passes too so that was nice um Mike Kadick I played really well at left guard um so that was nice defensively yeah Farrell who I said in the offseason was going to be the the best freshman we had he looked legit he looked the part so that was nice to see Quarterback wise, who the hell knows what'll happen next week now, but Soresby looked okay. Like first half he looked fine. He had some bad throws. Running game was good. He had the rushing touchdown. He threw the touchdown on that fourth down on the first drive, made a few plays with his legs. I still think that's why you have to keep playing him. But I, his big knock is to me so far, he does not try to look past the first read. And he's a freshman and he hasn't played a ton. Taven, I think, progresses through reads better. But I still think Soresby, with every snap we have so far, compared to, you know, between the two of them, I think he's still played better and deserves to to finish the season. But who knows what will happen. Um, but, yeah, you, you had to bring in a veteran quarterback. And we said you had to do that. And he missed on every single one of them. And here we are. So, not that it maybe would have made a huge difference, but you had a veteran quarterback on your team and you'd let him walk. Yeah. You're looking at a complacent quarterback or a offense again. So I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm really, you're, you're at, uh, you're at the point. Look, I, I like Tom Allen. I like the LEO stuff. I do. I use it every day in, in, uh, in the classroom and stuff like that. I think the message is great. But it, it's there's no way forward. It, it's over. It, it's it just ha- it has to be over. Um, you you've lost the fan base, as we said. You know, your season tickets are going to start to dwindle. Like I I was talking to a ticket scalper. They couldn't give tickets away. Like yeah. literally standing there saying, "Please take these," and nobody would take them. Um, and and stuff like that. And you can't in this. You're going to do more damage by trying to hang on and save whatever, what is it, $14 million because it goes down to seven points something after the 24 season, you're going to really screw the pooch here over over $14 million. Yeah. Um, because no matter what, you're going to pay the next staff whatever you're going to pay them. It doesn't matter if it's 2023, 2024, 2025. It, that, that money is spent. Uh, you know, so to speak, it's, I don't know. And, you know, I'm doing this. My my thing I keep coming back to is whatever happens the rest of the season, if you, you would have to take a week or whatever and say you'd evaluate it. And then you'd have to do, if you're going to bring him back, you'd have to do it. It shouldn't take a week. No, I know what I'm saying. If you were going to bring him back next year you would take a week and say, we're evaluating whatever, blah, 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 basically to get the press conference ready. 
And then Scott and Tom would do a joint presser and cause Scott would have to explain why basically. Right. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know what you would say is the, what you would say is the reason why he's back. I don't even, they would probably call back to 2020 and, and one and say, Oh, he had success and we still think it's close. And, but I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know what you would say. Like, you're not close. You're you're like a Mike Vanderjet field goal against the Steelers away from turning this thing around, or whatever bogus call was in. No, the I don't think we today. are close. I don't think we are close. I'm no, just saying they, they, you you cannot. What what would you say if if there's you nothing had, to say? He was coming back. I don't know. I you, you say I'm a moron or whatever, like. I, I don't know you. You can. There is literally nothing to to say. Yeah, we're broke. Yeah, you would say sorry, I have sorry, no money. I have, I have no, no money, money, and nobody cares about football. Go away. You'd have to. Have I, five, and, five. and you know what? I would appreciate that answer more than hey, we're gonna he he we're close. Like cut the crap. Just say if somebody wants to pay twenty million dollars, the bank is open. Yeah, we'll take your money. But yeah, I would much rather that answer than uh, you know, stumbling over words saying you know whatever he's the fifth winningest coach in IU football history. You know he had a great twenty nineteen and twenty, and you know we've just run into bad luck. No, it's you. you this fan base, as much as they annoy me sometimes, don't treat them like stupid people. No, yeah, we know yeah. football. Like just because we're not good historically. Everybody knows football, the people I talk to, and just want to win. That, that's it. Just want to yeah. be a, a stable, consistent, solid program. I think yeah. everyone is very realistic. We're not competing with Big Ten championships and the playoff and all that stuff. That's a that's a major fluke maybe once in a few decades. But we just want to be a stable, consistent program that has fun games and fun players. And right now, we have nothing close to that. My other zero fun. Game, I don't know what happened the, the game he got hurt. Jalen Lucas is not the same player that he was last year, where he well, instantly made the first guy miss every time. He's not doing that this year. He is not trying to stay in bounds and, and take contact. I don't know. I he maybe he's hurt. I know he got banged up in one of the games early. He got smoked Odier, yesterday. He got smoked yesterday, yeah. But like he just his first cut or his first move where he was so dynamic last year and stutter stepping and not doing yeah, it. It's either. not there. He doesn't um, have the burst. He doesn't have it. Yeah. Well, Alex, uh, that does it for football therapy today. <laughs> We're going to charge all our watchers the going rate for therapy. Uh, you know, thousand dollars an hour or whatever, since, you know, we're charging Chicago rates, but yeah. no, anyway, uh, thanks for joining me on, uh, on, uh, uh, tonight we'll be back the rest of the season. Take us through. Hey, five five games left, right? Yeah. We'll we'll get you to the end of the season, and then we'll see what happens. But thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore Huddle. And also a programming note: the uh, Hoosier for Good Hoosiers Connect All In for Indiana Day is November fourteenth. I am one of the Indiana influencers uh, who will be. They're putting me in a bad spot with football, but we'll have interviews. Get those checkbooks ready. Get those checkbooks ready, folks. Yeah, just throw them, throw them, make them out the cash and throw them at me. 
um, like they're rotten fruit. Um, but, you know, we'll have interviews with players. There's some swag they're giving away. Uh, it's not just for football. They're doing it for all sports, too. So be sure to, to check that out on, on November 14th. So even if you don't want to support football or you're not in the mood to, to support football, there are other sports who um, deserve the support as well. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.